Welcome to Compassionate Conversations, a podcast produced by the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Naomi Rosin Kani discussing subjects related to mental health and mental illness. My name is Carlos Frecht. I am the Communications and Advocacy Manager at Naomi Rosin Kani and your host today. On today's episode, we will be talking with Bridget Monson. Executive Director of NAMI Rosin County about the organization, its vision, and ways in which we all can help create a more compassionate community. Hi, Bridget, and welcome to our very first podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited for this. And thank you, Carlos, for helping us get this podcast started. I'm looking forward to it. Tell me, why are you passionate about NAMI Rosin County's mission? That's a good question. Um, my family and I have been deeply impacted by mental illness. I have a fairly large family, um, but there are multiple instances of mental illness, including depression, bipolar disorder, substance use, ADHD and PTSD, obsessive compulsive tendencies and anxiety. And mind you, these are all different people. Um, Mental illness is really not uncommon in my family, but seeking treatment is. And until very recently, in my adult years, it wasn't really discussed either. So we just had all these untreated illnesses with self-medication and trauma that's cycled through the generations. So in the course of my family's recent efforts to try to heal itself and break these cycles, I've really been blessed to witness the power of hope firsthand. And I can see people's resilience and capacity for improvement when they have the right support systems. So I hope in this role, I can help make our community a more compassionate and supportive place for other people who have been impacted by mental illnesses. Thank you for sharing that experience. I didn't realize how mental illness had affected you, but I do know that everybody in NAMI, every board member, every staff member, even volunteers are somehow affected by mental illness, either because they live with one or because uh, their family members have been affected uh, by mental illness. How did you become uh, NAMI Racine County's executive director? I joined NAMI Racine County in June as the executive director. I'm new to the position, but definitely not new to the mission. I was introduced to NAMI about 17 years ago when a friend put together a team for a fundraising walk through NAMI, New Hampshire. Um, That's where I grew up. And when I moved to Wisconsin about five years ago, I found an opportunity to work with a different NAMI affiliate in Wisconsin and began seeing the mission not just from a volunteer perspective, but from a staff perspective. I really fell in love with the goal of NAMI to provide well-rounded mental health advocacy, education, and support, not just for the person with a mental illness, but for their family as well. And as I prepared to take on my current position, I was really able to see how the community as a whole can be impacted. The current statistics says one in five lives with a mental illness, but when we add in the loved ones, the friends, the neighbors, and the coworkers, I like to say that five in five are really affected. Oh, that's, that's an interesting fact, uh, because I guess we don't usually think of how other people are affected by mental illness, not just because they might be living with it, but the people around those who live with mental illness and how somehow they're connected. Exactly. So, so and we talk about NAMI and NAMI Racine County. Um, so can you explain the difference between these two and what's the organization's structure? That's a great question. I think that um, NAMI has a kind of unique structure. NAMI Racine County 
local affiliate of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. There's a national level organization that does research and creates evidence-based programs and provides advocacy on a large scale. And then there's a state level, in our case, that's NAMI Wisconsin, and they support the same mission uh, with advocacy, connecting local affiliates with national and providing program leading tr leader training opportunities. Our local affiliates focus on the people living in our communities. So NAMI Racine County serves all of Racine County by providing support groups, educational courses, and making sure that no one ever feels alone if someone in their family is facing a mental illness or if they themselves are. And together with over 600 affiliates across the country, we form the largest grassroots mental health organization in the country. That's very interesting. So let's focus now on NAMI Racine County. Emerson County has gone through what we call, we could call uh, a renewal process. New staff, new positions, and new goals. What's the vision for this local affiliate? I think that's an interesting way to say that. Um, NAMI Racine County has been here in Racine County since 1979, so we're definitely not new, but I, I like that, renewing. We are renewing. Um, since June, we've added three new team members. So now we have our largest staff, a total of six. There are five part-time and then myself in a full-time role. Um, we have a dedicated program coordinator, an outreach coordinator, a support and resource advocate, an office manager. And then we created your position, a brand new position, the communications and advocacy manager with the goal of helping us reach more people in Racine County. Um, there's an estimated 39,000 people or so, if you go by that one in five statistic, that live with a mental illness in our county. And such a small few of those are actually able to seek services. So we want to help change that. When I started this role, I was lucky enough to join an organization that was already beginning that renewal pro process. Um, the board of directors and the staff had set up a strategic plan, a three-year strategic plan. And so now we're one year into that plan, and I think it's going really well. Um, we're making a really concerted effort to increase our advocacy goals. I think that's a pillar of our organization that we really do need to focus on. Advocacy helps reduce the stigma. And when there's people who are facing stigma, they're less likely to seek treatment. So we're reducing that stigma, increasing our advocacy, and making a strong effort to get our services offered west of the eye also. Wow, that sounds like there's a lot of change happening. Yeah, there's a bit of change. Uh, we're definitely innovating here. I think this podcast is a good example of that. Um, but I also think it's important to recognize that we're supported by strong connections in our community, a lengthy history of passionate leaders, and I think we're in a great position to meet the needs of our Racine County neighbors. Yeah, I have seen a lot of those changes. I myself uh, just joined NAMI Racine County about three months ago. And I have seen by myself, not only how the organization itself has grown, but also how we have expanded our outreach to other partners and to the community. Finally, what would you say to those who live or have a loved one who lives with a mental illness? How could they help improve their own lives? From a personal perspective, I think the most important thing to do is educate yourself. There is so much misinformation shadowed by stigma. So find reputable sources, NAMI.org, Mental Health America, the National Institute for Mental Health, SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 
or even Psych Central for reliable information. All of those have websites with tons of information on them. Anytime we don't understand something, the fear of that unknown has the power. So educating ourselves allows us to strip away some of that fear, break up myths that we might have, biases that we might have surrounding mental illness, and empowers us to advocate for ourselves or for a family member. Um, I know that this can be an overwhelming experience to face a mental illness diagnosis or to have a family member who does, but you don't have to do it alone. So uh, research those sources, give us a call, check out our website. You are not alone. You're right. With 505 affected by mental illness, you are definitely not alone. Thank you, Rigid, for being with us today and sharing all this information. Thank you, Carlos. It was a pleasure being here. This is Carlos Freck and Bridget Monson. Until our next compassionate conversation. Welcome back and thank you for listening to Compassionate Conversations. For the second part of this episode, we are having a chat with Cherry Hass, Outreach Coordinator at Namir Racine County, about how to approach the conversations surrounding mental illness diagnosis, stigma, and what it means to live with a mental illness. Hi, Cherry. Hi, Carlos. Cherry, to start our conversation, could you tell us what is your role at Namiracin County? So I am the outreach coordinator at Namiracin County, and that means I go out into the community and I do presentations, I do resource fairs, things like that. Um, to spread the word about NAMI and the resources that we provide, I like to say that I am the talent of our organization. <laughs> There is no doubt that you are the talent. Now, you do go out, you help educate uh, the community on mental illness, but you do have a very particular experience and perspective because you do live with a mental illness. Can you talk to us about your personal experience with mental illness? Sure. Uh, so my diagnosis is bipolar 2 disorder, and I just received a proper diagnosis when I was in my 30s. I'm now in my early 50s um, and have been on this mental wellness journey since I was 18. So it did take a while to get a proper diagnosis, but yeah, that that's the diagnosis I have. Now, Sherry, there is still plenty of a stigma around mental health and mental illness. How has that affected your own process? I know working with NAMI that stigma is very, very real and it prevents a lot of people from seeking treatment. I was fortunate growing up that my family that my mom experienced um, some mental health issues. She, her diagnosis was depression. So through dealing with her mental illness, it wasn't like a really, it wasn't a taboo subject with my family. So when I started struggling, my family was very open to seeking treatment and help for me. Um, so that wasn't really a boundary for me. And I, I, that is invaluable because it didn't restrict the help that I got for my mental illness. And it wasn't a, a bump in the road. It wasn't 
something that stood between me and my recovery. So fortunately, you have not been a, a victim of the negative effects of a stigma yourself, but you have seen it on other people's uh, process and experiences. How do you see mental illness and uh, what do you think it is necessary to uh, remove this stigma? I see it as like, just like any other illness, any other physical illness, because it is, it's not just like a physical illness. It is a physical illness because our brain is part of our body. Um, so I was lucky that we could just see it like any other, like if you had diabetes or, you know, like you broke your leg, obviously you would go get treatment for that. Um, it was very normal in my family to talk about things like that. And I wish that I could have, I could see that in the community at large and like, especially in different cultures. And because um, I know different cultures see it differently. Um, and there is a large stigma about even being diagnosed or even admitting that you're struggling with some type of mental health issue. So I know from my training at NAMI and then just with personal experience, if people can normalize that conversation and reduce that stigma, they're more likely to get help. Now, Cherry, you have a very easy, outgoing and easy way about you and speak of your own mental illness experience quite openly. What do you think is the best way to approach the conversation on mental illness? For me, I approach it with, I try, I try to approach life with a sense of humor and um, with a positive, try to put a positive spin on things um, because I feel that puts other people at ease. And if I can talk about my mental illness openly and honestly, that makes it easier for other people who, who maybe don't struggle with mental illness or don't know anything about it to ask me questions and open that conversation. And then our society is more educated about it. And I think education is just such a good thing. It's such a good tool. Um, so, and I just, like I said, humor, humor is just my go-to. Um, I often start up my presentations by saying that um, I am not my mental illness, which is powerful, but then I follow up with it by saying my diagnosis is bipolar 2 disorder, just like I have, you know, beautiful blue eyes and spiky brown hair, I have bipolar 2 disorder, but it's not even in the top 10 list of things that are most interesting about me because it's true it's not it doesn't define me it's not who i am it's just a little tiny piece of what makes me who i am so i think if i try to approach it as something that is just not a big deal for me it's part of who i am it's not it doesn't define me i definitely love that phrase my mental illness doesn't define me. Now, we know 
through your experience and the experience of many others that uh, living with a mental illness doesn't mean that you cannot have a fulfilling life. What would you say to those who are currently struggling and their loved ones? I would say that definitely um, it's taken me a while to get where I am now. Um, but just like any other obstacle, there are other obstacles get, that get thrown in people's lives, not just mental illness. Um, recovery isn't lineal, uh, linear, sorry, linear. Um, so it just isn't all uphill. It's not a magic, you, like you go to the doctor, you get a magic pill and it's all uphill from there. It's not. There, for me, there were a lot of bumps in the road. There were a lot of medications I tried that worked for a little while and then stopped working. Or um, I went to go see a therapist and then they moved to a different clinic. Or um, there's just, you know, different things that happen along the way, setbacks. But you just keep moving forward. Just keep trying because recovery is not only possible, but it's a reality. I honestly, I wish I would have known more about places like NAMI and known more about mental illness earlier on so that I would have had more ideas about the signs and symptoms of mental illness so I would have been able to recognize those sooner, got treatment sooner, and been where I am now sooner, which is living a healthy, fulfilling, I, I'm a happy person. I am living a mentally healthy life. And so if I had any advice to anybody who is struggling right now, just keep moving forward. I mean, just keep going because it is worth it. And I know that's easier said than done because I've been there. I've been where you are. I've been in the struggle, actively in the struggle, and it is no fun. But when you get to the other side and you finally can see the upside of things, it's totally worth it. Thank you so very much for sharing with us uh, your vision, your experience, and your words of compassion. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners? I just want to say that mental illness is common. It's treatable. And always, always remember that you are not alone. I want to thank you again for being with us today, Cherry, and to our listeners. This is Carlos Freck with Cherry Has. Until our next Compassionate Conversations. Compassionate Conversations is brought to you in a partnership with United Way of Racine County. Thank you. NAMI Racine County is a local affiliate of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Our vision is to create a compassionate community where all people affected by mental illness live healthy, fulfilling lives. NAMI Racine County provides advocacy, education, support, and public awareness so that all individuals and families affected by mental illness can build better lives. Visit us at www.namiracincounty.org for more information on mental health and related activities.